welcome to Four Eyes, the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across Canada and the U.S. We're four optometrists who graduated from ICO and are working across North America. And today we're going to talk about blue light blocking filters. Do they really work? Once again, here are your hosts. I'm Amrit. I'm Ravinder. I'm Deepan. I'm Alex. So... We wanted our first episode to be about blue light blocking filters because they're literally everywhere. And so I think we should just start off by first defining what blue light is for everyone, just so that we're all on the same playing field when we talk about it. So blue light, you know, it's part of the visible spectrum. It's, you know, 380 to 500 nanometers. Now, the thing is, blue light is mainly from the sun, but it's also incorporated through LED screens and fluorescent light bulbs. So, you know, it's coming out of our digital screens, our phones, tablets, computers, and things like that, and our light bulbs. So, you know, some people say that blue light is really good for us. It improves our mood and our concentration because it's it's emitted from sunlight. So obviously when we're in the sun during the day, we're more happy, you know, we're out and about. But um, what's interesting is that I found that blue light also helps treat seasonal affective disorder and insomnia by using blue light therapy, which is really cool. So up in Alaska, we have really long days in the summer and then really short days in the winter. So you would think that that would actually being on screens and watching TV would help with that um, mm-hmm. being up in Alaska. But you guys got that 30 days a night. So does the blue there. light. <laughs> right. <laughs> with the 30 days a night. But with if you blue block basically that happening, if you're using yeah. your cell phone, is that really helping yeah. or not? Especially being it's up It's just here getting rid Alaska. of more of that light, that positivity. Y'all are negative up there. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We need some, <laughs> we need yeah. some blue light. <laughs> they do make those... Um, they make those uh, blue light, fil- or not, they're not blue light, but like basically light stimulating. Like the screen protector um, or like the like little screens? No, where you sit, you basically sit oh, yeah, in front yeah. of a light where it shines like a, yeah, like onto a light your box. face. And so, yeah. 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 Basically a light box. Oh, are you talking about like the light therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, light therapy. Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested in the science behind Mm -hmm. that because I'm not really understanding how like there must be some sort of I don't know some sort of receptor that we have maybe in our retinas that like the blue light stimulates and then it affects I don't know all these other parts that affect our moods our light response but then how much damage is that causing to like our anatomy in terms of our retina lens And so I guess that when you say damage, I feel like that's where this whole blue light lens blocking fiasco came to be. Because once someone said the word damage, then everyone just went like crazy. Everyone is thinking that Mm -hmm. like blue light is just constantly, constantly damaging our eyes. And I feel like that's a trend. Yeah. If we think about it, like even when we were at ICO... When were we ever, I personally don't remember when we were lectured about blue light. Yeah. And then the first time I ever heard about it was at a private practice where sales were important. Sales matter. Yeah. 
And so I think that's kind of leading into, you know, why we're even talking about it today, because it really feels like, you know, at least to us, that large retail corporations were kind of the ones who started pushing for blue light filters and basically scaring customers into purchasing them because they were using those words like it's damaging your eyes, it's causing cancer, cataracts, yada, yada. And so when my patients ask me about blue light filters, I didn't think that there was any importance to having the blue light filters, but patients do feel like it is vital for them to have it because of the marketing industry and they've made it into their own little niche now. Mm-hmm that like you need blue blocking lenses. And I think we should share kind of the the digging that we did with everyone just to get a real good look on if it's really effective and important to ha- to sell to our patients. My, my dad and I actually even talked about this recently about how there's not very much science about the blue blocking filters. I mean, we are going to go through some of the stuff today, what we found, but we agreed that we're not going to necessarily recommend this to patients. And if they want it, yeah, we offer it. They can have it. But we're not going to be there and be like, you need this. Because if I don't even have it in my glasses, then I'm not going to sit there and be like, you need it in your glasses kind of thing. And then even like some of the research that I've done on blue light and blue light blocking glasses, there's a lot of research done on blue light and animal models, like how they affect rats or rabbits or mice, but there's not really any clinical trials that involve human subjects. And it all involves like short exposure time of blue light. Mm -hmm. So there's not of like really high intensity. Yeah, really high intensity or, and it's all like short exposure times. There's nothing really over the long term. And even at this point, I don't even know if we can predict that, I guess, because it's, yeah. It'll take years yeah. to really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes It'll take years, years, years. Yeah. years. Yeah. And there's no study like that, that I found anyways, um, that mm-hmm. talks about that or discuss those points. And I feel like a lot of the research is they kind of group the blue light. They're mainly talking about the blue light that's from the sun. Yeah. And rarely they kind of group it together from the sun and the computers or the, the screens and when they're grouping it together, you have to kind of read the fine print to know that because then sun, yes, sun does cause cataract, does cause uh, damages in the back of the eye if you're not wearing yeah. um, sunglasses. But and I think that's it's funny where you because, gotta... like, didn't we already all know that? Like, we've been promoting sunglasses for the last, like, 200 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> now everyone's saying, oh, you need blue blocking lenses from the sun. And I'm like, no, we already know the sun is damaging. <laughs> like... You can just wear your sunglasses. Like we don't we don't need like an extra protective coating when the sunglasses do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially if you like if the patient has transitions. Yeah. That already has something built in where mm-hmm. you go outside and basically you have sunglasses on. You come inside, you know. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the CBC documentary. Now, for any U.S. listeners CBC was it CBC or CIBC? Is this a typo? Okay, it's CBC, yeah. <laughs> so CBC stands for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, and um, actually, I think was it Rav that shared this with everyone? 
Yeah. Was so, um, yeah. actually, one of my um, the optician that was working with me, she came up to me. And she, she was the one on camera. No, no, <laughs> she came up to me and she's like, "Hey, um, this is right when I just started working." And then, and she's like, "Hey, did you see that documentary on um, blue light filter that uh, was aired?" And Honestly, I did not see it. I don't watch TV anymore. It's all I know. Netflix we, for we me. Have, <laughs> we have no time. We work too hard. <laughs> but uh, this, uh, they loaded it on YouTube and right now has over a million views. Um, and what they kind of did was they investigated, it was like a hidden camera investigation looking at big companies like LensCrafter, Hakeem Optical, Hudson's Bay. And they asked the sales rep and even optometrists about the benefits of blue light filters, the harmful effects of blue light. And this documentary actually showed all these um, tactics that the sales rep or the sale pitches that they use to scare patients into buying and not having the real information, like where these opticians don't have the real information. They're just kind of being taught what to say to get their numbers high. And, you know, it's I think it's our job to teach the people and teach our opticians teach even our assistants or scribes yeah. about the what the actual research is and what's uh, being supported yeah what i actually i mean i i love the documentary because first of all it was hilarious when the salespeople were like it causes skin cancer you need the <laughs> blue light filters and i'm like what it was ridiculous and um I really like that they went to the Will's Eye Hospital and talked directly with Dr. Garg, who's a um, mm-hmm. who's a really important retinal specialist there. He's an MD. And he I love the way in that documentary, by the way, the link to the documentary will be in our episode bio for you guys to go watch. I think he said it perfectly. You know, he's like, I don't even know where this came from. I don't know why people care about blue light filters like mm-hmm. the sun is more damaging than any other light rays that are coming into your eyes. And just what Deepon said, like, you know, all the studies that say they're damaging are like torturing mice to figure this out. Like it hasn't happened in humans and you just need to eat your healthy green leafy vegetables and taking your vitamins and getting exercise. Just like we've been telling our patients all the time like that and stop smoking. Those are the main things that you need to do to keep and the your eyes 20, 20, 20 rule, man. That goes yeah. a long way. <laughs> like that's I, a big deal for an ophthalmologist is. to encourage the 20, 20, 20 rule. Like I feel like when ophthalmologists are also promoting the same thing as optometrists, like it's just, it's so nice because then it makes it, it really like solidifies like what we're saying to our patients too. And there's actual research, like they, the documentary um, showed a study that, you know, is showing what we're saying about the sun being the main threat. So this study, and this is all in the documentary. So the study was conducted by Dr. John O'Hagan at the public or at Public Health England. And in that paper, he basically summarized, he found that light levels from digital devices are not harmful and considerably below the levels um, that we experience outside, even in winter. So he found that for smartphones, laptops, and digital devices, 
the amount of blue light emitted was, and this is really important, less than 1% of the safe exposure level, even if stared at all all day. day. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, let's all calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sit in a dark room with your device and you're better off than with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I guess we should talk about also like, what are the sales from blue light filters and Mm -hmm. what our current company saying right now global sales of blue light filter filtering lenses reached 18 million dollars in the u.s in 2019 that was half my paycheck what's that I wish. <laughs> oh okay yeah, half your paycheck <laughs> yeah oh, yeah we don't we don't well. see any of that especially in canada <laughs> um it's projected to exceed 27 million dollars in the u.s by 2020 damn that's a that's a lot you know and i think that's why all these big companies are so pushing it's competition right everywhere that's one way where they can get that extra money is adding these filters and promoting yeah these lenses. i think what was the range of prices from optical to optical like it starts from either 50 dollars as an add-on to like 200 extra just based on the whatever company you're going to for the same product yeah whatever lab you're going through and then even after the documentary wasn't which company had to change their as a hudson bay yeah yeah because they had like misinformation on there yeah. right they were talking about like apparently it was causing like cancer cataracts and how blue was fe- was affecting the macula, causing macular degeneration. I think the main thing was talking about cancer. And, yeah. you know, it scared a lot of people. And, of course, like, you tell a patient, like, hey, if you don't get this filter, you're going to get cancer. And that's insane. And, and that's everybody, ha- everybody knows someone yeah, that has it. gone through cancer or has had cancer. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to use the big C word... Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to that's a lot of fear mongering right there. Yeah, and I feel exactly. Like everyone is these days. A lot of people are a lot more health conscious than our parents were back in the days. So anyone you tell mm-hmm. them, especially a doctor, you advise anything so that they can prevent certain things. They will, they take your advice and they take it seriously. Yeah. And you know, that was interesting too when we were doing our research that I found a lot of optometrists are advertising that they endorse like certain lens brands that sell blue light filters too. You know, when I was looking at blue light filters, some of their articles that talk about blue lens blockers um, are written by either opticians or they mention in the article that it's sponsored by that lens company. So they actually... they're still supporting it. They're supporting the fact that you should encourage your patients to buy these lenses. And it just, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, I get it, you know, especially when you're in a private practice, that is your bread and butter. Like you have to, you kind of have to go with the punches, I guess. You have to, like, if that is what's hot and new, people just want to kind of jump in and like get right into it. But yeah. I mean, even like my patients sometimes... I'm doing an eye exam and they'll ask me at the end, like, oh, I'm, I want blue light filter on my lenses. And like, can you tell me more about that? I do have a lot of patients that have the blue light filter and it actually helps them with the eye strain. I do still keep it with the patients who do have the blue light filter. I do tell them, I tell them like, hey, it does 
help with some patients with the eye strain, but I don't really go into the details about macular degeneration. I was like, that's just sunglasses. And it's not like, I don't, it's, I'm not trying to say like, I'd never sell blue yeah. light filters. Yeah. I do. Yeah, you have to. Right. So it's not totally against it. I mean, we're still, there's so much research that can still be done. There's so much that we don't know. But then saying something that's not proven and putting that, using that as your sale pitch, I think that's where uh, it's unethical. I mean, one thing that I would think about, too, is that maybe the person's prescription wasn't fully accurate either. Mm -hmm. And so they were having that, like they were having eye strain because their prescription wasn't accurate instead of actual the blue light filter helping. So now that you guys mentioned blue blockers affecting digital eye strain, So, you know, there was a new article published in actually this this month, January. uh, No, sorry. It was published last year, January 2019. uh, The Blue Blocking Filters and Digital Eye Strain article in the Optometry and Vision Science Journal. And they used a control group that had a neutral density filter on their computer. And then the other group had blue light filters on their computers. And they did a computer reading task where they read some random words for basically 30 minutes straight with either filters on their screen. And then they were asked a digital eye strain questionnaire after doing the task. And they concluded that both groups felt little relief in any eye strain symptoms with either filter. So it conclude it concluded that there's no supporting evidence to show that blue filters are effective in reducing digital eye strain. The only thing I have with that study is that it was only for 30 minutes. And if we think yeah. about the 20, 20, 20 rule, mm-hmm. we say like take a break every 20 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, you can say there's, oh, there's a big difference between 20 and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But maybe if they did that study long like a, for a longer exposure time like maybe two hours or something yeah or even like a know. full day of work yeah because yeah. you think about people that are yeah. on tv or not tvs on devices on a computer mm-hmm. screen they're on it for all day yeah it's not yeah. just 30 minutes yeah because i feel like if you're doing something for 30 minutes and then you know look away i don't think that will really make a difference p- between people who are wearing blue light filters and people who aren't but I, I don't know, like, I think that study can, is a little bit flawed yeah. in yeah. that sense. And it doesn't, um, like, again, say, are they reading it 30 minutes straight or are they taking breaks? Right? 30, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what if they're, like, reading it for 10 minutes and they're looking up? And they're actually, like, closing their eyes and sleeping yeah. the whole time. And they're, <laughs> <laughs> right? like it's, it's not stimulating the real environment. <laughs> I'm learning with my eyes closed. <laughs> At least it's a clinical trial that involves human subjects. I think that's maybe one of the first ones, I guess, since it's pretty recent. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's pretty. Yeah. So it's it's a study that I feel like is going to encourage people to start replicating that study, but now adding extra factors to control the environment more and to see more long-term effects. Another downside of that study was that they didn't ask the symptom questionnaire beforehand which I don't know why oh. they wouldn't think of doing that because, I mean, it's a survey. Like, it's so easy to give. It's a huge learning curve. A it's huge learning huge curve. huge learning curve. So if anyone's out there and really likes to do research, um, you know, 
really looking into how blue blocking filters are affecting, I guess, you know, digital eye strain would be an interesting topic. Oh, I guess I should mention this. My glasses do have blue uh, oh, like God. oh, deep water. <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you like them? I don't, it doesn't, there's, I'm on the computer all day and it, there's no um, difference for me. My eyes are yeah. red regardless. <laughs> Bloodshot. So like, you know, one thing crying. I have really noticed with my patients who complain about eye strain a lot, I do the eyes and lenses. Have you heard about any yeah, eyes and lenses? Yeah. It's basically like having a progressive. Yes. For with the adult. low, or, it's like plus 50. I, I thought you said eyes in lenses. I was yeah, like, no. I don't, what do you and mean? I, and I guess it's a progressive for a kid. Is it called it a, any age, I, think a, it, I think yeah. at Berkeley, they call it a power boost. The actual name yeah. is called There's eyes different in. types. Yeah. It's like anti-fatigue. They're glasses. anti-fatigue glasses. Right. And I think that helps a lot. It gives a little bit of a, the plus power. And even a like plus 50 helps with the eye strain a lot. And you know how it takes away that... Well, the muscles working. See, but hard. that goes that. See again, like what you're saying, it goes more into you know the the main reasons for digital eye strain are going to be an underlying dry eye issue or a BV issue. BV, yeah, right. So like, instead of telling all of our patients to just slap on a blue filter, like you need to, we need to like start addressing exactly what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. maybe we need to check their BV system and give them an ad. Maybe we need to do a dry eye workup on these patients. And I think I think we should start telling our patients, you know, if you have a lifestyle that involves a lot of digital screen use or even just a lot of reading in general, you should probably look into getting a dry eye workup done and maybe just one binocular vision evaluation to make sure you're not susceptible to any asthenopia, diplopia, headaches, you know, blurry vision, eye strain, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, at our practice, we definitely ask, do you have any eye strain and then, or do your eyes feel dry? And then we, we do tend to do extra testing on those kind of patients. And it's a lot of the patients too. It's not just a small yeah. percentage that are like, yeah, I have eye strain when I'm using the computer. It's a lot of people that do because computers and cell phones and tablets, I mean, they're everywhere now. So there was a study that I think it was done in like 2018 or something, but don't quote me on that. That's probably wrong. Um, but we'll link the paper below. Um, but it basically hypothesizes that when blue light reaches like our cornea or the front surface of our eyes, it affects it in a way where it increases the production of like these reactive oxidative species. Like this increased production of hydrogen peroxide essentially affects the regulation of inflammatory markers on our cornea, which can then cause or aggravate um, dry eye problems. So now the question is, since this paper is showing this, and there's been actually quite a few other papers that show this, is the blue light, even though it's at a low intensity from our computers and smartphones and everything, could that be technically causing our dry eye, aggravating the dry eye? Yeah possibly like contributing to it it's like another it's like another piece of the dry eye puzzle yeah yeah also like now you know with all these smartphones like all these new phones are coming with the um the night Mm -hmm. modes that they have you know for people who are on the phones at nighttime and who are having a hard time sleeping and you know that they have that option of turning that on 
I I honestly do have that. I do turn it on too at night. I think mm-hmm. it just kind of cuts down. I feel like the, it helps. Like I it think helps it helps. Sleep. I think it helps too because it decreases the intensity of the light, right? Yeah. So you're not getting as much light. I think it decreases the, the brightness and the intensity so it's yeah. not too sh- like sharp. And yeah, I don't th- I don't know if it helps with my s- sleeping, but it definitely feels a little yeah. bit better on my eyes. I can yeah. definitely say that. And I think that's that's also where like the sales pitches are coming because I mean we do know for sure that blue light, especially from the sun, affects our circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. it's affecting the way that we sleep if we're on our devices at night. And so, yeah. you know, marketing companies are also trying to push to buy these filters. For nighttime but they're not telling their clients that you know the devices already have a night mode that already yeah. does that for you and you know it's funny because like I I did notice that like I feel like last year I would be on Instagram lying in bed for like two hours and I didn't oh, even realize too. like how fast the time went and then it's already like yeah. 2 a.m but now I don't go on my phone I just shut it and I just go to sleep and I knock out in five minutes Nope. Rav's Rav's like, no. Rav's like, no, that's not. Who are you? (laughs) Nope. I can't. I I go through Instagram at nighttime when I'm in bed and, you know, it's. Well, I guess we have to keep it like the the goal's realistic, right? We know people are not yes. going to be like, we're not like, we'll tell yeah. them, you know, before you go to bed, yeah. don't go on your laptop or well, I guess we on can your tell phone them, two like, hours you know, before. Go on the night mode, like do that, yeah. you know, use that yeah. instead. Um, if you're really, you know, especially if you can't afford blue light filters, we need to make our patients feel comfortable that like you don't actually need it. Like you can do other things. Exactly. Like yeah. I'll even tell people since podcasts are so popular now, I'll be like, listen to a podcast yeah. instead of scrolling through your Instagram at night yeah. and then yeah. you'll fall asleep yeah. easier to that yeah. instead of Do you listen to a podcast at night? Phone. Who gives a shit about what your friends are doing, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Then they'll just scroll through podcasts like, which podcast should I listen to? Listen to ours. <laughs> I went on the Canadian Association of Optometrists website. I just wanted to see what they had to say about blue light as well, if they were promoting it, what their thoughts were. And they, honestly, they kind of talk about the sun again, as we kind of mentioned, that's what's causing harm to the mm-hmm. eye rather than the actual blue light from the the screens. And there's, honestly, they even said on their website, there's no clinical evidence that artificial light, blue light at low intensity um, is harmful. It's also important to remember that patients listen to the doctor a lot more mm-hmm. intensely than they would like the optician. Like my optician yes. tells me all the time, if you say something to the patient, they consider that They'll gold. Run with it. Yeah, they consider it like that mm-hmm. is what should happen. And then when they come to the optician, if she says something similar, then they're like, oh yeah, that's what my, the doctor said too. So yeah, it's like so it's like solidified. It. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what some companies have done is really great where they they sell the combination of, you know, get a transition lens so that when you're outdoors, you're protected from the sun and then you can have that blue filter when you're indoors so that you're just getting that maximal blue light blocking effect so that you get to sell, you get to make money. You're also making your patient feel comfortable because they they most likely want blue light filters because now they're already they're already convinced we can't turn back time. They're already convinced that they need it. And at the same time, 
we are protecting their eyes because we're convincing them to get more UV protection, like in the in those transition lenses. So I like how they're doing that. And then I think we also need to really encourage our patients when they have heavy digital use, they really should more so consider, you know, a dry eye workup or BV workup before slapping on blue filters as like the Band-Aid to fix the problem. And then paying like a hundred or whatever, $200 for that when it's not really, there's nothing proven or like shown to help with, you know, those specific problems. Have you ever heard of blue light or filtered glasses helping with accommodative issues in kids? Um, I have it here somewhere. Oh yeah. Okay. So you know, like the glasses that have yellow light, right? Or yellow tints. So that essentially are kind of like blue light filters. So there was a study that showed that it improves stability of the eyes, convergence, accommodation, reading abilities, which tends to alleviate visual stress and fatigue in children when they're reading for extended periods of time. So there are some articles out there that claim wearing yellow filtered lenses, basically lenses that are blocking blue light, will improve visual skills, reading speed, and visual symptoms in children or adults with reading difficulties. Now, I dug a little deeper and I found two of the most recent literature reviews. So one was in 2016, the other one was in 2018, so more recent. They came to a conclusion that (laughs) there's a lot of bias in those articles. So The systematic reviews to date indicate that there's not yet a reliable evidence base on which to recommend um, colored lenses or filters um, to alleviate reading difficulty or discomfort. So there's still a need for higher quality, low biased research to investigate their effectiveness. Now, so it's not to say that it doesn't work at all, but um, yeah, to this date, There's not really a lot of evidence for it. And to be honest, I don't use yellow filters um, to help my patients read better. (laughs) I, you know, I do vision therapy. Uh, I give them an ad. I give them prism. I give them their best corrected, you know, refractive error. Um, I do other things. So it's not really something that's on the top of my mind. Okay. It's getting back to what we were saying before about what, the initial treatment should be, right? So getting a BV workup or a binocular vision workup, a complete workup of that, and then, you know, the dry eye. But the problem is uh, not a lot of people are willing to spend that money for a BV workup. I think it depends on where you work, though. Like, I understand where Rav's coming from in terms of, like, 15-minute exams. For a private practice, like, I can spend, you know, 30, 40 minutes with my patient. So that's something I would even include in their full eye exam, Right. If I was Mm -hmm. noted, if they were like, yeah, I'm getting all this eye strain, da, da, da. But I totally understand first people like Rav, like where you have to do these 15, 20 minute exams. It's, it's unreasonable. You can't do it because, you know, it's not, you don't have the time. But who knows in a couple of years, you know, we might have new study. Watch us all go blind in like two more years (laughs) from being on our laptop. While we're looking at these digital devices recording this. Yeah. I know. Watch us be like, so that episode we did was all wrong. Blue light does cause cancer. Get your blue light filter. (laughs) And people come to us like, we listened to that podcast and we didn't get a blue light filter. And now we're blind. We have all these uh, patients that sue us. (laughs) 
Did you guys also, I mean, what I've noticed when I was walking around Target the other day is, I believe it was Target, that they actually sell Plano glasses yeah. that have I've had patients filters. ask me about it. Yeah. They have no prescription. <laughs> Depon. Oh, They're like, can I get computer glasses? Right? Oh Optom- um, there's a optometrist that sells that to carrot eyewear i think that's her brand is to sell blue light blocking filtered yeah. lenses that right. are just plano yeah and just really stylish. they call it computer glasses can we get computer glasses and i'm like what do you mean they're like oh the special coating and i was like oh the blue light filter and it's so hard because it's like i don't know i feel like we've all been saying like yeah they're pretty useless but then hey if someone that doesn't need glasses wants to spend like four hundred dollars at your office to get a, p- a pair of plano lenses you're like yeah take six of them <laughs> like i wonder if like they see celebrities with them yeah and is that's where they're coming yeah because i mean it, you know any of the kardashians they say anything and oh i'm all on that right? So, yeah. right? <laughs> whatever they say <laughs> like my at one point when i was working at the uh the optical side like i would have patients younger patients would come up to me and be like can i get james charles the one, the glasses he wears. I want those. First of all, who's James? Yeah, who's James? <laughs> he's a he's a makeup artist. Oh, he's a famous makeup yeah, yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, James Charles. Yeah, James. Yeah. So, what is everyone's consensus on the blue blocking lenses? Definitely protect our eyes from the sun. Wearing sunglasses is the number one priority, um, and you know, um, following the twenty twenty rule. Um, blinking, using artificial tears, you know, blue light filters, like we don't have enough evidence right now. But, you know, definitely it's not, we're not completely against it, where it's still helping some patients, but it's... And I, I mean, I think we should keep an yeah. open mind about like research in the future where maybe there, maybe there is some, you know, better... And just along with the treatment plan of, you know, wearing sunglasses when you're exposed to the sun, if you are experiencing digital eye strain just from being on a computer all day do consider getting a binocular vision workup or a dry eye workup before quickly jumping to these filters and glasses because you'll be spending more that way yeah I would treat it as like a combination therapy you know get the filters but then also consider all the other factors that are contributing to the digital eye strain not just one solution there because there's many yeah. yeah, it's not just a, you know, one procedure fixes everything kind of thing. Yeah, that is why comprehensive eye exams are important. It's a year of 2020. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our first episode of Four Eyes. And um, let us know what you guys think about blue blocking filters at our email. And let us know what other topics you guys want want us to talk about next time. So tune in next week when we talk about myopia control, how to implement it in your practice, whether you're in Canada or the U.S. in whatever mode you're practicing in. And also we'll talk about some of the new research that's coming out with myopia control too. So stay tuned.